Damaged Goods Podcast. That's usually everybody's foyer in the substances I find is like cigarettes. I never smoked them. I, you know, I think I think drinking is probably the first substance I had, you know, drinking weed and mushrooms when I was like 12, 13. You know. Yeah, sounds right. I, I did the I started I started smoking and drinking around then. Then it was I didn't do mushrooms till I was a bit older. Yeah. What, what were mushrooms like it for a fucking child like if you're both <laughs> I guess I was 13, it was uh i just man i just wanted to try all the substances i saw in my house except for the cocaine that would come later but yes. shit i saw my folks and them doing it, and then i just wanted to get out of my head and people say mushrooms you get out of your head which is not true you kind of get in yeah. your head <laughs> i was gonna say yeah geez. yeah you- false advertising dude they fucking yeah. played me but but then you know you know you start with psychedelics Mushrooms are cool. And then someone's like, I got these acid tabs or I got these peyote buttons. And then, you know, you just keep going down that corridor. Mm. It's fun, man. I mean, yo, this is, what was the last new drug you had? Like the last, it might've been years ago, but the last new, the first time you had it. I I wrote about it in Hyena. That's how long, that's, it's, I had 2CE. It was in the 2CE neighborhoods. Yeah, so 2CE. Same, like seven years ago was the first time I had 2CE. That was the last new drug. Yeah. Other than that, like it's just been the same old shit. Um, I, I I just got out of rehab. They kind of like they kind of fucked me on the on the kick. I'm like cold turkey kick guy. Like I don't I usually I don't go to rehab. I only went there because my family was bugging me about shit and I needed some medical attention on on my uh, insomnia. Like the sleep doctors were like, "Oh, it's in your head." I like I'm like I know it's in my fucking head. I'm gonna go see a therapist, but like I still need to get some fucking sleep. So. Yeah, you can do it your way or my way. My way is a bunch of Xanax, uh, Soma, and GHB, or you can fucking prescribe <laughs> me something that I won't OD on. Yeah, and they want to do it. So I go, I go there, and I'm like, "Yo, I got insomnia. I've been self-medicating with the Xanax. I need something to sleep." And they didn't give me anything to sleep, and I was up kicking for fucking two days. And the visuals I got were fucking bananas, dude. I was tripping balls, tripping, tripping balls. Yeah, I was going to fuck a spider woman. She was like a spider with, she just showed up in the corner of my room from another another dimension with a fucking, her head was like a Karen head, like a 50-year-old fucking white lady. And a spider cut. <laughs> I was going to fuck her. Then I saw like the trail of men that she fucked. She took all her souls once she, she smashed. And I was like, I can't do that shit. It ain't worth it. No, man, that, that used to always make my dick go soft was if I knew a lot of dudes who might have ran up in a certain Young lady, if I knew the those dudes in some facet, it kind of soured it for me. It would always. I, I think a lot of guys feel like that. Um, I got homies that have wiped the bus, though. Like they wiped the fucking runner. I got and, some like that too. And to be real with you, like they seem to like half of them did. Half of them like it ended just how you thought it would think it would end, and then the other half like they're happy. They're a happy couple and swinging and shit. Like damn, all right, go ahead, bro. Yo, if, if you don't mind my asking, um, what like what were they gonna give you for the insomnia? What do they recommend in the end? They end up giving me some fucking non-addictive shit, uh, in gabapentamine. Oh, I forgot yeah. the gabapent, yeah. Yeah, so I did gabapent, like in the thing I saw is, those is like in the store right now, yeah. The crazy shit is like gabapentin doesn't really do shit on its own, and the other thing doesn't do shit on their own to me, but like when I smack them together. It puts me to sleep for, oh yeah. And I'm I'm gonna go get some therapy and shit. Like I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to fix myself, dog. 
Yeah. Constantly, though. That's I always feel like I'm constantly trying to do that. And at the same time, constantly self-destructing in some ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, baby. You know? What's your self-destructive shit? What do you do that's fucking like fucking the devil? Bro, one like little, it was the anniversary of my father passing like last weekend. And mm. I don't know, I thought I was fine. And then motherfuckers just calling me, hit me. So I just like, I went on a little two day bender, three day bender, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and then you zero serotonin and you've got things you're supposed to do. Like I just turned in a book yesterday and I was like supposed to have done that before the bender. Now you hate yourself because you slacked on your goals and, yeah. All that shit, you know, just be, I love to beat myself up and chastise myself. Uh, that, that was a, you said you stopped smoking weed and weed really brings that out in people. Yeah. Uh, at least me. And um, I was taking some weed edibles to sleep. Didn't fucking work. I'm fucking high as hell in bed, like with crazy visuals in my head. And it took me all of 50. I started laughing. It took me 15 minutes to get to you're dumb and you're lazy. <laughs> That's like, good, though. That took a little bit of time, though. I, I was, was like, 15 minutes? You're dumb and you're lazy? Damn. Shit, broke myself down like a pimp. Yeah, um, yeah. Boom, exactly. Break yourself down, then rebuild yourself the way the pimp rebuilds a hoe. That's what yeah. kind of when I feel like I'm coming back like Rocky. I feel like even stronger. Like, I almost have to break myself down to be strong sometimes. Yeah, it's like a muscle. Uh, it's like lifting weights or some shit. Like just beat yourself up, come back, beat yourself up, come back. It's crazy how many people I know, like from, from the benzos that were really, you know, getting hit hard. And all my family and friends that would go to rehab, uh, they would say most of the people that were in there were in there for benzos. And uh, that's just, I, the, the benzos are weird, too, because it's almost like a, they're just a shitty drug. You know what I mean? Like it's there's there's no getting out like it's all it does is like takes away your chill your natural chill <laughs> yeah where you're just fucking on edge all the time and you're like you're fucking all shaking and shit like yeah well, the shakes dude i would get that like definitely feel rattled when i wasn't on them yeah like i'm I, like i'll jerk and shit i still jerk it fucking convulse like it come like a quick jerk all something something happens in a movie i jerk i'm like oh like fuck dude they're bad yeah it, and I wasn't even doing them for fun, man. That was the worst part. Like it was like everybody's like, oh, you got a problem. Like I wasn't doing fucking I wasn't I was withdrawing every day because I wasn't doing them during the day. Oh, so shit. like I'm fucking shake like six or seven at night comes like I'm shaking like a motherfucker. Just fucking a shell of myself. So it was good to get it was good to, to leave, get away from shit and get tighten it up. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, man. Stepping away from those. The benzos, too, man, especially if you're prescribed them. Like, I just knew people abusing their prescriptions. People used to want to buy mine off me and shit. My man yeah. was on Xanax, you know, prescribed them, but instead of just taking them, he's mashing them up, blowing a line of them, and pounding a couple of nips or whatever cheap vodka. And then while and he lost his art teaching job because he pulled a gun out on somebody at a gas station in the middle of the day. Don't even remember, like, Damn. like that, you know? Um, oh, my God. Yeah, benzos, That's crazy dog yes yeah, it's, it's i know that's the thing like i've been doing these drugs that have been making me black out shit um it's it's awful when you're like when you can walk around to be be straight and like don't even know what the fuck you're doing don't remember shit yeah i, I had my homeboy uh crack my homeboy crashed last week and i guess i slept walk went downstairs was talking to him when went in another room came out fucking butt ass naked with a t-shirt on and shit 
and just chopped it up with his ass for another fucking half hour before I walked upstairs. He was like, bro, man, he was fucking Mr. Natural. I was like, for real, man? Yeah, <laughs> it'll do that, man. I, I fucking uh, regress into a three-year-old. Go ahead. You ever, you ever write under any influences? Like, actually at the computer typing? Not like yeah. races. Yeah? Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your same. The, like, the first and last story in Hyena was actually one story that I chopped in half, and I wrote that shit on fucking like PCP. Um, I was coming down off of PCP. I was high for a few days. So I wrote that on PCP. Is that, you just got to edit sober. You can write yeah. fucking drunk, edit sober. That's the key, bro. That's the key. That's the key because, hey, for all aspiring writers, you know, like listen to those wise words because uh, you got to be on point and so sharp when you're editing because if you act, you got to make sure you just didn't put two periods in there. Forget a very key word like the or of or some shit, man. You know, my, my other thing to, to the writers out there, don't be too precious about your writing, bro. Like I get rid of shit. Like mm. my editing is getting rid of shit. Like what less do I more. like chop down, chop down, chop down. Now less is more. I feel like mm. and that way you're taking out all the gristle and fat. It's just meat and potatoes. Yeah. People aren't also, at least I feel like people, you know, mom a little younger than you, but our generation and younger, they get daunted by a, buy a big ass book that looks like the fucking Bible, you know, and yeah. you can get to a reader real quick. If you're hitting them with the same shit, you don't got to dance around it with all these pretty words. Um, and then I feel like you can get readership like that, man. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like I, I'm way into fucking uh, like medieval, fa medieval fantasy and shit like that. And these fuckers cannot help but describe fucking everything, dude. Like, it's just like, it's fucking uh, the the glittering dress in the wind blue like the I'm like just fuck the dress blue dog like that's it like <laughs> fucking get to the point like it drives me crazy and that yo uh, that straight to the point voice on damaged goods this week if I haven't uh, introduced him earlier he's a, he's a writer and author host of the all out show on Shade Full Five uh, Jude Angelini somebody as hey. uh, Rude Jude. Um, and yeah, I got I got the new book too. I got Finn, and I haven't read it because I was finishing up shit. And I usually don't like to read anything unless it's like history or something very different from what I'm writing or whatever. But um, I dig that. I, I like you know the theme of the titles on the first two, hyena and, and hummingbird, and then Finn. And I just I know about the symbolism behind the names of the first two, but being that I haven't read the new joint, what's the what's the what's the meaning behind the Finn part? It's a double. It's a double meaning. Finn, Finn, and French in oh, French movies. Fancy motherfucker. So okay. It's uh, done, and then like so, like I'm done, and then uh, Finn is also like, shit, bro. I didn't even pick up the fucking dope. Yeah, I just a lot of people didn't. Shark. Yeah, well, that's why I, there's a shark on the front. So it's like the shark is cut through, like the fin cuts through the cuts through the water, cuts through the bullshit, gets mm. to where gets gets you to where it needs to be, and I'm just trying to tell the truth. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like telling the truth has become like radical. Like, God forbid, dude. I'm fucking edgy because I fucking just tell the truth or at least speak my mind. You know, like I don't fucking edit myself. And not even that. I just aside from just speaking your mind, not speaking the same group think that everyone else is deviating from the fucking program makes you a goddamn enemy of the state, man. Uh, well, they took they took they took down my IG because of that, bro. Where is that? Why? I mean, I get yeah. posts taken down because of that sometimes, but uh, that's crazy, man. I mean, no, I, I started I started following the dude that had got banned 
he was he was a he, like he was an internet friend of mine like you know what i mean like yeah. good dude and uh, he had got banned he came back on with the new name and i followed him and i don't know if, it, if me following because they didn't they didn't tag it was i didn't post anything new i had just got out of rehab like i didn't oh, post it like, yeah i'm done dude like five hundred thousand oh. wiped out like now yeah it's fucking and it, that you know you, we have to keep it a safe space. If I question fucking anything, that's not if I'm not walking in goose step, yeah, in lockstep with these motherfuckers, like yeah. I'm the fucking enemy. And they 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 show you that shit too. They take you the fuck out. Yeah, dude. They don't want any dissent, man. It's get down or lay down. It's crazy. And that's like I feel like that's the mentality of a lot of people. And uh, it's they can't see that so close. They can't see the trees from the forest, and they think they're doing the righteous thing, and they're condemning you from just not going along with it, but I'm like, yo, you, you sound just like the motherfuckers you want to condemn and you're throwing rocks at me, you know? Yeah, it's so funny. Remember like fucking four years ago, it's like, it's cool to punch Nazis in the yeah. face. And the same people that said that have become the Nazis. Yeah. Like they are, they're turning in Anne Frank. Like they're, they're the, they're, they ain't shit. They cheering on the actual Nazis in other countries and shit like that. It's, it's fucking, yeah. It's and, and everything's become so politicized, like, yeah. Shit shouldn't be like shit. Like you tell me if you show me what you do, I can tell you who you voted for. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. But people can't wait to tell you who they voted for. They got to put the patch on the sticker. You know, it's a way yeah. to say, look, I'm a, I'm a good guy over here. I do this. I, every four years I scribble in this box. I'm a good guy. Yeah. I'm not one of the fucking bad guys over there. That's fucking racist. And this, that, and third. like even be, like I was just telling my homeboy, like it's, it's cooler to fucking kill somebody than be a racist in America. It's like, I, you guys got your shit all fucked up, dude. It's wild, man. You I, can be I, a murderer and fucking get more fuck. You can get on a TED talk, but God forbid you don't fucking, you don't want your daughter marrying out, outside of your race. You're a fucking bigot and an asshole and you're going to get canceled. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. I mean, dude, and you know what LA is like, you know, it's, it's only heightened in the last two years. Uh, it's yeah. I, I talk a bit about that in the book. Oh, um, just, just, you know, just, and this is real. This really happened to me, man. Like I'm helping motherfuckers write, write on, on shit. And it was, like, it was almost like I got there too late. The door's already been closed. I'm like, all right, dog, let me, let me, let, they're like, we can't, we can't help. We can't thank you enough. What can we do for you? I was like, get me in the fucking writer's room. Let me, I want to start writing on television and shit. And they're like, sorry, bro. Like, we already got one straight white man here. It's me. I was like, say, I'll wear a fucking dress. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, get me in there. Oh, man. It's but like just open discrimination. I don't give a fuck. And, and then when I speak on it, people say I'm complaining. It's like, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you what the fuck is happening. Like, I, I uh, the weather. I did. I cracked. I cracked Finn for a second. And I saw this line. Sorry, there's a fly flying around. This, this line about you being a, a, a writer in LA, in Hollywood, and then you having like a revelation, like, oh, I'm a fucking cliche. And and I just did like moving back to Michigan or any, does that kind of make you feel like you're not a cliche? Does that mentality kind I, of change? I guess, but not, you know, like I'm still me. Like I was judging everybody really harshly. And I, I did, I did, ex, I did uh, acid and DMT and was hitting balloons. And I saw myself like outside of myself. I got outside of myself and took a look at me. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just me laying on the couch in a in a 
LA apartment, one bedroom with a fucking Apple computer up and a blanket for my curtains. And I was just like, dude, you are just like all these other motherfuckers you think you're better than. Like fucking check what you think about yourself. And like, if you want to be special, act special. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I just had to fucking read and like people argue like, oh, you're not like them, but like, okay, I'm not like them in certain, certain things, but yeah, I'm like them. So I don't know if moving changed shit. It just, what it did was just make me humble and gave me a bit of uh, humility to keep on pushing on. And keep, you feel like it kind of keeps like a little motivation, a little wind in your sails or what? Like I said, if you want to be special, act special. That's like, like I'm trying to do shit that pushes me ahead. Like being a three-time, being a three-time author of my, like, like now I'm not, now I'm an author. I can say I'm an author. One, I write one book. You're not an author. Two, all right, mate, let's, let's see if you got a third one in you. All right, I got a third one in me. Now I can claim author. And, and people are buying this shit, too. That's the other thing. Like, it's not just writing. You have to get people to buy it and be interested. So I was able to complete that. I know you were at one point not, not sure if you had it and you to do a third one because of, like, what you're writing about comes from a personal place. Sometimes these are places of pain and stuff yeah. like that what was the decision in your mind to do the third one was it just what you said like i want to prove to myself and maybe to others that i am an author here is a third one i can suck it up for that that third book i had to i had to wait a second because what i write what i wrote about i was really angry about and hurt um and i didn't want to come off bitter in this book so i had to fucking process what was going on process that shit and then move forward and then write about the shit um I couldn't have wrote this book two years ago when I was in the fucking in the middle of it because I was just I would have just come off angry as fuck, bitter, and I didn't want to I didn't want to come off angry and bitter. Yeah. Um, the hummingbird I lost money on like it was a bestseller and I actually lost money on that shit just like getting fucked and getting fucked in, on certain shit here and there and I you know shit not going the way I needed it to go so. I, I was I was hurt. Like when you put your, when you put all your shit out when you when you write from the heart and put that shit on paper and then someone else owns your shit and yeah. I'm fucking paying you. You're like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah, and like, I, you I, took my life and you're you're making money and I'm fucking losing money. Like, and like it's you. your life too. And these are personal things. I mean, I know people that write about you know journalism or like music journalism or politics and like I'm not knocking that, but I write from a very personal place myself. And there's something you got to be really strong in your vulnerability to put that shit on paper. Like I'm telling you shit that I I, I don't even tell nobody but my therapist and and here it is. You laugh at me, laugh with me, but you put it on. You're putting yourself on the chopping block, and I don't think that goes through a lot of people's minds when they take it in, when they read it, you know, or when well, they do shit. I, I know. I just like, I looked at the good, my good reads and uh, it's just like, these people just fucking like, like, that's why I don't have Kindles. Uh, I don't have Kindle on this one. Cause I don't want somebody to just be able to swipe. You got to buy order, wait for that shit to come in and hold it, ta- hold, hold the actual book. But even after that, like this, cats are so dismissive of ideas. And um, I might say some shit. I might say an idea that you don't like, and you're going to shit on my fucking book? Like, just because you don't agree with me? Like, because I'm talking about you? Like, I'm talking about motherfuckers wearing masks in their cars by themselves <laughs> looking dumb as fuck? And you were the, one of those guys that did that? So now I get fucking three stars because I c- called you out? Like, fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Um, 
People laugh at every joke's funny until it's a joke that reflects upon them. And now it's not funny anymore. And they got to get all mad. You was, you was fine laughing at these other people, but now I, I said something that touched on you and now it's not funny. And it's such a, it's, it's, it's a sign of strength to be able to laugh at yourself. Oh yeah. So if it's, if it's a sign of strength to be able to laugh at yourself, what is it a sign of if you can't laugh at yourself? Weakness, bro. Like these motherfuckers are fucking just weak as fuck. So I don't, and I don't know how to make them stronger. And it's crazy. All these weak motherfuckers, they get to decide what, what I get to say, you know, like yeah. they're the ones telling, they're the, they're the ones snitching and shit. Like it's fucking crazy. I think they get coddled by the larger society. They, it makes them weaker because it, it makes them feel okay. It's almost like society's like a big mom for their babiness, you know, like coddles them, makes them feel cozy, puts a blanket around them and shit. So then they can act that way and there's no ramifications. Yeah, it's like, believe this, this, that, and this, and we'll fucking hold you tight and you, you're safe and you're not gonna fucking, you're not gonna get in trouble. Yeah. And it's usually the motherfuckers barking the loudest are, are the ones you see it over and over again. Like whoever's like speaking out the the loudest publicly, they're the ones that are fucking children, dog. Like they're the ones butt fucking kids and saying fucking do dressing in blackface and shit like that. They got all these skeletons in their closet. Like, yeah, they're trying to distract from the skeletons of the closet and point yeah. the finger at everybody else. So no one so look at that. Look at that asshole. He's fucking yeah. Cancel him. Like meanwhile, like I, I like. I got all my cards out there. You got all your cards out there. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, you got nothing me. to hide, man. You know? Nah. That's, that's, why I, that's why I have the freedom to fucking say what the fuck I want to say. Yeah, man. And I think yeah. writing about personal shit, um, it obviously, is a way to process it and, and, and deal with it emotionally and stuff like that. But there is something liberating, like, when you put it out there, because now you're not just keeping it in your, in your head, hiding it. It's like, yeah, you don't like this about me. You don't want it. But now I, I now you know this about me. I don't care if you don't like me. And at least I know where you stand. And, you know, if, if the people who like me after they read this, I know really fuck with me because they know everything about me. I'm not pulling any punches. It's a very liberating feeling. I love that part about it. Yeah, it's really cathartic. You're right. Um, like one, one is cathartic to express yourself. And two, it's like there's strength and vulnerability. So, um, you're like, go ahead, man. Shoot, like you fucking with it, you're fucking with it. If you're not, you're not. Um, I, one of my biggest things is being misunderstood. So, like, I want to be understood, but once you once you put that art out there, that's for it's no you don't you don't have control over how people react to it. Like that's they can react however they want. They can understand it. They cannot understand it. That's it. Yeah. And, and like, look, man, like. People are going to read it at the level that they read it at. You can't bring people up. You can't push people down. I got to read it right, with it, right where, they, where they can process it at. Yeah, man. I mean, my first book, it took me like five years to write. The last one, I wrote in one year. And it was yeah. only I had a real crazy situation happen. It was a lot of painful shit, stressful, but weird shit going on. And so writing was, you know, a way to process it. And it provided me material for a new book. Uh and it's, it's something about, you know, like a father-son relationship that's really fucked up and a lot of crazy shit, but it's still funny. So people can relate to that. But I was, I was very angry writing it, mostly at not knowing how I was dealing with the situation. And when I was editing it, I tried to make it, not like make it palatable, but find a way to connect with the reader. We're like, yeah, like you might be angry too if you're in this situation, but let me laugh at myself in it. Let me make these funny moments and it still shine through too. And it's a little fucked up. And maybe you're going to laugh at me versus with me. But I, I wanted to kind of tone my anger down in the situation by, by, you know, humiliating myself in some ways. And again, being very vulnerable. And so if someone is to read it and they see these, you know, maybe he sounds a little bitter. 
right here or there. But then he's 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 clowning himself. He's exposing his deepest insecurities. Then it, it disarms the, the reader from wanting to throw rocks at you. You know, it takes the ammo out of their hands and almost puts it back in yours, you know, it becomes your super. Yeah. You know? oh, you're, you're spot on. When did your dad pass? When did he, when did he, when did he die? March, March 2nd, man. He, he man, died on parole. Like, fucking, he's got cancer. I, 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 me and my girl went to Mexico when the pandemic popped off, like, just to get out the cut. That's where he okay. lived. Day after I get there, it's my birthday. He comes back from the doctors. They're like, yo, stage four liver pancreatic cancer. And me and him had a wild relationship growing up. Uh, and then, so I was like, fucking, I was in Mexico. So I was just taking care of him. I'm not a nurse. Me and him, dude, we fight all the time. It was not a normal relationship. And so I just ended up taking care of him up until he passed, man. Like up until his last, I was holding the motherfucker when he died. You know, just me and him in the crib. And it was just wild because we would fight all day, threatening to kill each other, cursing out. But then we're like, Drinking, doing drugs, like talking about crazy stories, and, and mm. you know, it was it was it was a wild time, you know. That's fucking. Actually, it's. Uh, I, I know your father. I'm kind of. I'm, envi I'm envious of you on that shit, man. Like I, I had, you know, I think all fathers and sons have a fuck. You know, there's that. Comp that it's tough between fathers and sons. Always. Um. So me and him had that same deal, like. It was one of those things like if I had something good happening, I, I couldn't tell him till after it fucking happened because I didn't want his energy on that shit. Mm. He'd always be like, you know, man, people like, he'd say it so much that like you're like, all right, dude. He'd be like, you know, people, uh, they ask me, are you jealous of your son? And I say no. I'm like, why do you like you? you, you, you this is the 15th time you told me that. I think you're fucking jealous of me, the way you behave. You Like I wrote books. He didn't even fucking check them out. You know what I mean? Like same, dude. Like, fuck your book. Let's talk about me. Um, <laughs> so I would have loved to bet, like, because of COVID, I couldn't even get out there for when he died because we couldn't oh, get a flight. So he died in the fucking air. Oh, he died. He died an hour before we landed. Oh, man. Uh, it was tough. It was a rough one. And uh, I never even got to be alone with him in his body, you know, even though it's just a shell. It's like it's still like it feels good to do that in a weird way. No, it's like you get some like like nothing. Um, that that was I, I developed insomnia shortly thereafter between that between that the lockdowns and um, buying a new house. A lot of I had just all this pressure and stress on me, and I fucking I try to settle down with this chick, and I do a radio show, and I basically got vaginitis in my throat from eating her pussy. You and Michael Michael Douglas shit the fucking throat basically. Camp. Yeah, it was, it was, I thought Michael Douglas was pulling our legs. Oh shit, dude! So yeah, I'm like, I I lose my voice and I'm like, zzz, zzz. for fucking two weeks to the point where I go to the doctor. I'm like, yo, man, this laryngitis is crazy. It hasn't cleared up in two weeks. They're like, you got COVID. I'm like, I know what the fuck COVID is. This is not a COVID thing, man. So they send me home, and like, I like, I'm I wake up one day and I'm smacking my lips, and my lips taste like this old girl's pussy, and an old girl's pussy smells like changing a tire. So I was just like, yo, son, like I called up to the doctor. I'm like, can you get, I was like, is a doctor around? They're like, no, he's busy. You can leave a message. I was like, it's kind of personal. Like, just leave it. And I'm like, can you get vaginitis in your throat? And the lady's like, ew, well, ask him. I was like, hell no, bitch. Are you going to ooh me and shit? Like, so yeah, it turns out I had that shit. I had to eat some antibiotics, called her up, was like, tighten it up. She was like, I already did. I was like, why didn't you tell me? And, um, it's just real. I thought that was yeah. a fucking joke, dude. I, I'm not Bro. a joke. I thought Michael Douglas was just fucking around. Man, and I had it so long, it paralyzed the vocal cord. I like, I had, 
like half of my half of my, my voice was fucked. It paralyzed the vocal cord. I had to do throat exercises all this fucking last year. Did they give you like fucking antibiotics or some shit? Yeah, I took antibiotics, but it, it was too it was it, it was running so late that there was already nerve damage on that shit. So yeah. once it cleared up, I had to be like, mm, oh, mm, like all these fucking exercises to wow. get my get my voice back to normal. Fuck, man. I'm gonna remember right to make sure my girl's on her fucking hygienic tip right now, dude. That's just real. God, that wasn't bad hygiene. That was bad, like the pH balance. That, that the pH was like, hey, you guys are gonna have fucking retarded kids if you fucking if you have if you sleep together or some shit like that. The pH wasn't right. You gotta get that kimchi and some fucking Greek yogurt in her diet or some shit. Probiotics or whatever they say. She was like a she was on that hippie shit too. Yeah, it was just. My dick, I started going raw with her. And as soon as I went raw, that's when it was a wrap. I was like, fuck me, dog. Like, that's that's the world telling me that we ain't supposed to be together, I guess. Yeah, dude, jeez. I mean, that does sound like a lot of that. All that stress swirling together like a hurricane, that'll give you some insomnia, I would imagine. Yeah, it was fucking, it was bananas. I forgot even what I, why I told you that story. You're talking about closure and shit with your, your pops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that lack of closure really fucked with me. And yeah, man. I, I, I've been doing, I do a radio show, so I got to like, I haven't had a chance to like stop and cry. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm like, and go, what am I going to do? Cry to you right now? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm on fucking, I, yeah. that's, that's the dangerous part of being able to compartmentalize shit. Yeah, man. The closure is this thing I wanted the most. Like I was, you know, I didn't want to be down there and take care of them. I had, all the, I had like one of the biggest opportunities I ever had. I had to throw throw away and all this shit. And I was like, you know what? And the part of it was my ego. I was like, nah, dude, I'm gonna take care of you and help you to, to be like, fuck you to him, you know, because mm. he didn't think I could do shit. Go, whatever, you know, that was my own ego. And my other thing, one of his sisters was like, you want to be there till then. You want that closure. You don't want to kick yourself after he dies. I know you don't want to be around him, this and that. After it's all said and done, you'll be glad you stuck around. So I did it kind of like some selfish reasons, to be quite honest. But I feel better now that I did it, you know, whereas maybe I went and took care, took that opportunity and was doing good. I might not have felt as good afterwards. I might not have wrote the book I just turned in or some shit, you know? Yeah. And like, look, man, everybody does shit for selfish reasons. Oh, yeah. Don't be selfless. Oh. Even, even when you're being selfless, you, you get a fucking you get a fucking hit. Yeah. A little happiness hit. Like, look at me. I'm such a good person. I'm selfless. I need money to this cause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, dude. Jerking each Fuck. other up about all the fucking philanthropy they do. Straight up, I baked a pie for the Ukraine. You're like, all right, sweet. Congratulations. That's how you fight Putin, baby. Baking pies and pouring out yeah. white Russians, man. Jesus. Straight the fuck. Yeah, I know. It's just like, really, guys? It just shows you how fucking stuff. dumb people are. People are just, yo, it's just like, whatever they're told to think. I just wrote this chapter the other day for what I don't know about that shit, man. Like, so whatever you're told to think, you care about, you, you care about it. And whatever they're telling you not to care about is probably worth caring about, but they don't want yeah. you to know about it. And, People just want to go, like we're saying, go along with it. We look like I'm a good person. I'm on the side. I want to, I want to, I want to feel the same feelings as the group. It's like the village is all feeling one way. I want to be in the village. I want to be part of the group, the tribe, whatever. Well, that's the thing, man. Like being part of the tribe means survival. Not being part of the tribe means starvation and you're fucking exactly. getting fucked up by a lion. So yeah, cats are going to fucking try to be part of a tribe. Um, but then what about cats like you and me and some of these other people who don't? We're getting mowed. It's you're just getting mowed down. This is like prison shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, true. yeah, we got to click up, huh? We're supposed to click yeah, up. basically, you get yeah. If you if we if we don't click up, we get mowed down. So like, you are being pressed to be. You're you're being pressed to pick a tribe or make your own tribe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's 
It's fucking crazy. Like independence, independent speak thinkers, just you're fucked, dude. Like you are fucked. Yeah. Like some some bitch called me Rush Limbaugh today. Like really? <laughs> like Rush Limbaugh? What? Because I believe in self accountability and fucking yeah. like handling your shit, and I don't fucking pay attention to to the news. Like what? Like I don't even like what? They love to throw that shit at you, like uh, ad hominem attacks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they love to do that. It's just a way to fucking you know, throw stones. It's you know, I think about so many great writers uh, and books I've read that I love, and I don't necessarily agree with everything in the book. There might be some things I'm like, damn, this dude might have been a. Granted, this was written in the 20s or the 40s, or whatever. This dude yeah. sounds kind of like a dick, but doesn't take away from the poetry and prose. There's jewels mm-hmm. in these books. Clearly, I enjoy them. They're on my shelf. I'm reading them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally, dog. Like it's. You you bring up a really good point with the history and shit. You have to you have to judge things. You have to judge things in their time. Mm-hmm. Things change. Like yeah. if I'm reading somebody in the '60s and they say some shit that's not acceptable now, I understand that this is the fucking '60s. This was 60 years ago. People think differently. People talk differently. People had different. Uh, people had a different um, set of. Uh, like rules for their life and goals and expectations like the who is who are we to judge based on our based on what's going on today because if you do that they're gonna judge you harsh like look at all the people with the tweets the, uh, you know like when they tweeted that shit it was acceptable so now we're gonna go back 10 years and fucking be like that's no longer acceptable like give me a fucking break yeah and that just falls it just falls under like a big um blanket of censorship in some way like being so self-censorship being scared to speak your mind and then if you think like that then you won't get authors writing great books you know you wouldn't be able to write the shit you write because you'd be scared to be judged in 5 10 20 years and shit i mean well shit dude like i wrote i wrote this book and like the shit's the shit's so spicy that like i couldn't get an agent like i went to a couple of different agents and like yeah, welcome. To I got a track record of selling books. I've I, I've outsold many of your fucking. I've outsold your people, and they just won't touch my shit. Yeah, because I'm because t- I'm using because I'm using fucking words, and I'm telling stories of what happened in words, and I'm not editing it. And words that they don't like yeah. are, are in the book. Yeah, they don't understand context. Yeah, I mean, I just I just had to have that conversation with this publisher last week. Like, you know. You know, just some of the, you know, the, my, my context is going to be words that are not safe for work or like, you know, you know, themes that are maybe unsavory or what have you, but, and there's an audience for it. People buy it. There's a, there's a lot of people that read this kind of shit, but the fact that certain agents and publishers don't want to touch it, I'm like, you don't like making money. There's money on the table, but you just don't want it to be representative of your brand or some shit like that. Everyone's on a moral high horse until they ride by a mirror. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking truth, man. It's, it's, it's like it's easy it's it's easy to like and that's the worst shit they can it's easy to get they don't even fucking like they don't even push back against my shit they just ignore my shit like it's kind of it's smart on their end yeah i mean yeah it's business i guess but i mean i also then if, if i was a savvy businessman who runs a publishing company i might seek out authors that that kind of don't fit that mold so then you could kind of fill that that niche you know what i'm saying you know yeah i mean like people are I go out and because I'm like, I'm a bit more outspoken about fucking certain ideas. People will whisper to me, like, I fucking agree with you, man. It's fucking yeah. to say it out loud, loud though, huh? They're for, everybody's afraid. You're like, if you're listening and you're a person that censors people, you're not changing the way they think. If anything, you're fucking making them double down on that shit. Yeah, and they're just being quiet. 
Like they're just being fucking quiet. You're not changing shit. Change my mind. Don't fucking censor me. Change my mind yeah. with facts. Yeah. It's they true. can't do it. So they fucking, so they bully cats. People are afraid, like business owners. I was just at some business late. I was at some business. I don't want to blow up her spot, but she's like, I totally agree. She's saying she's whispering shit and I'm speaking out loud about it. And she's like, shh. It's, it's like, yo, it's like McCarthyism right now. No, it's straight, crazy. Up, straight up McCarthyism. It's insane. Dude. You got It's like you got the scarlet letter on you, you know? Bro, yeah, down to like having your papers. To, like I won't even go to New York City just on general principle about because you need papers to get into fucking shit. Like what the, where the fuck do I live? Now they just changed it last week. So everyone who was having to do that, now they're just like, oh, the paper's showing things over now. Like, you know, it's like it was nothing, dude. It just, they just. Oh, it's done now? Okay, yeah, all right. I guess I can go there. There's a war not, in Ukraine, so everything's over with. You know, it's they, fuck. Thank shout out to Putin for curing COVID, man. He really fucking shut this down. Straight up. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Um, I know, didn't know that. All right. I guess I'll go back to fucking New York. They now. just Great. changed the, the mask shit in LA like last week. Now you don't got to wear a mask inside in LA. Most people still do. I go to the grocery store or something, you're gonna see 75, 70% still doing it. Maybe because they're scared, maybe because they didn't know, or maybe because they want to still send a message that, look, I care still. I'm wearing one, whatever. Uh, Joe Rogan said that shit. He, he, I forgot. Somebody sent me a meme. He was like, the masks are like the MAGA hats for the fucking left wing, bro. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's that's a pretty on point analogy. I can't front. I know. That it's like, uh, okay, I know. Like, I know which way you lean, dude. Like, that's fucking yeah. sweet. Like, yeah. And it's like it's been two fucking years, man. Like if you're gonna, if you would have died already, like you would have died already if this shit, like, yeah, you survived two years of this fucking crazy disease pandemic outbreak. Congratulations! Like, take your fucking mask off, take a victory lap for yeah. fuck's sake. Isn't that what you wanted the whole time? Isn't that what everyone wanted it to be all good again? But now that it is, people can't relinquish it. They got like addicted to fear. They got addicted to yeah. a certain lifestyle. They don't want to come outside. It was comfortable to be the introvert that they really were. Stay in the house. Nothing wrong with staying in the house, but you know what I'm saying. Dude, like, it's already, like, they've already disproved, like, the mask shit. Is, it's like, to me, like, if I see a grown-up rocking a mask, it's like they're carrying around their blankie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, sweet, you're fucking dumb. Like, you're walking around with a blankie. Yeah, when did, you were, did that you, make you safe? Did you was ever that, have something like that when you were little? I had um, I had a teddy bear that I really that that I fucking held on to, um, named Apple because he had an apple on his bib. And then like once I got once I got like first or second grade, I just I end up I don't even know where Apple is. I don't know what happened to that motherfucker. He's gone. What about you? I had a green olive green East Pack backpack, and I would put markers and pens and toys in that shit. The backpack was my teddy bear bank. I threw up in that shit at my man Josh Dorsey's house one year. I was like eight. <laughs> All in that shit. Ruined it. So that was the end of my fucking security blanket. And I filled That's that shit up, dude. Like projectile vomiting in this motherfucking East Pack. I had a homeboy that lived with me. He was actually in Hyena and shit. He was the one that fucked the girl for the toaster. He tried to get some money out of her. and She didn't have it, so he just stole her toaster. I guess he took it. He didn't really steal it. Um and he would, he had a fucking blanket called Snakey. And he would, it was, it smelled like feet and dust and just like a trap house. And he'd walk around and rub it with his thumb. And it's like, and this guy like was like a grown ass fucking man, fucking bitch, fucking chicks for fucking Nautica and shit like that. But he'd, br- he'd break out Snakey all the fucking time. That's, that's grimy. Dude. The grimy. He had gun. Yeah, he had guns in a blanket. Like, I swear to God. 
It's the duality of man right there, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, when you were fucking dealing with the insomnia, were you writing thin? Uh, yeah, but like I started, I started, it was just like all this shit was happening. Uh, Michigan's like, Michigan's a, a, a bit less mask heavy uh, than you guys are. But like we, we, they, they would lock us down just like Cali. And I, it was in the midst of a lockdown. And I was just going crazy. I kept relapsing on drugs, um, on ketamine. And I was like, just like, you need to write. I don't know what you need. I was just like, you need to do something. Like you got all of this energy and time and like you're a writer. So like, just write some shit. And I just started, I actually started pulling from my old writing to get me, to get me in the mood to write. And it jogged my memory to stories, stories, stories. And then yeah. I just, I was able to knock, I knocked that bitch. I knocked out th- this one pretty fucking quick, man. Yeah. Morning to night, what time of the day were you doing it? I like to do it. I like to do it in the morning because it's, it feels like once, if I accomplish that, like it gives me a little fucking boost. Like I did something yeah. and to be all the way real with you, like I'm pretty fucking dumb at the, after doing a, a radio show, like I'm pretty fucking stupid. So like morning is the best time for me. And I would, the, the cool thing is. Did yeah, it fuck with you? Wouldn't you be tired in the morning? Cause you ain't sleep. But like, what are you going to do? You're kind of wired. You know what I mean? Like, and there's been, there was times I was writing during the insomnia and like, that was that was actually worse than me writing on drugs. I was loopy as fuck at like at four in the morning, you know, like just fucking dumb on can't sleep. I'm on a ton of different sleeping pills and I'm trying to write some shit. It was a bad look. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I found myself I like writing early, too, because it feels like when it's dark out, even because it feels like everybody in the city, the world is, is asleep. It's quiet. Hmm. It's like late night. Same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then you, you do get that that rush of. I did this. I accomplished this. It puts a little more gas in my tank for the day. And I feel good about it. I'd be taking care of my pops. I'd get up at five in the morning. He probably would wake up like six 30. So I'd make some coffee, bang out a little bit to just get on get that shit out of me. So I wouldn't fucking want to strangle him right in the morning. Or I mean, he could, if he could have got out of bed, he would have strangled my ass too. He's big as shit, but I would (laughs) bang out work in the morning, you know, and then I would feel good, but then I'd get all tense and angry in the day and stressed out. And I'd want to write again and I'd have to wait till the morning. But, uh, you know, just when it was quiet, like it, I can't really picture it two o'clock in the afternoon. There's fucking some dude with a leaf blower and cars driving around writing. It's, it's tough. I like the later, the early. Yeah, I feel you on that. I, I, um, luckily for me, I'm, I was like kind of out in the suburbs and in a quiet spot. So it was fucking dope. I was just it just dawned on me. It's so funny. You got two people, me and you, two guys that just like wrote books, write books that are kind of fucking not for everybody and nobody fucking nobody reads like, <laughs> i know that but mo- none of my friends buy my book it's all strangers because most people my age it's like fucking pulling teeth to get them to put a goddamn book up dude i know nobody fucking reads man like it's what a thing to sell in 2022 dude we should be fucking goddamn nfts or whatever the fuck it's, it's the truth yeah it's like we're bringing shit you need, not shit that you want. You know what I mean? Like, that's actually really, you really need to read a fucking book. It, it, yeah. You're, you're, all other ways of taking information, you're passively taking in information. Yeah. It's reading, yeah, you're, you're reading, you're being productive, you're, 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 you're going after it and it, yeah. you break shit down. Because people are lazy and they don't want to, they don't want to know what, they just want to be told what to know. They want to be told, they yeah. want all fucking spoon fed to them and handed right in their little palms. So that way, like, you don't got to read. You don't even got to click the link. Just you just read the headline and boom, you got your information and, and that's it. 
you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of misinformation when you just read the headline. You got to really dig into that article, but nobody reads more than two fucking paragraphs. So that's when they start telling the truth at like four paragraphs in. Was that Jake? That's why I write short stories and shit. And like, like if you're just going back to what you're saying about editing, is like trying to get that important shit instead of the fourth paragraph in. I'm trying to hit them in the first two lines with some shit to suck them in, dude. Like, I want to get you hooked on drugs. Here's like my first paragraph line. It's a crack tester. It's a dope tester. Take that tester and come back in line and cop, you know? That's what yeah. you try to do, you know? It's a, it's a truth. Even like, I, I the, even the way I structure the book, like, I make it, I, I, I get easy, I make it easy, easy, and then just make it harder and harder as they go. You know what I mean? Like I can't give I can't give them the hard to digest stories. Hell no, dude. You gotta bring them in there. Hell yeah. get- I think that's a really important part of the book, not to cut you off too, is, is yeah. structure. Like if it's non-linear short stories, like what I do, what you do with some other guys, yeah. that structure is like an album structure, you know? Yeah. You gotta Spot on. fucking ride, dog. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking hit the nail on the head with that shit. It is like an album structure. Actually, after writing that book, it made me it made me appreciate fucking artists more, songs more. Like listening to whole albums, I'm like, when it would come on shuffle, a song would come on. I'm like, I don't like that song. But then when I heard it, when I heard the album, yeah, the song within context, it really made sense. I was like, okay, that was a bridge between these two songs, and it was like it was a very smart song to put in there. Not, I, I got a whole new appreciation for it. I, I like listening to fucking albums, dog. Like when you streaming and like playlists are cool, but out of context, like you said, it loses a little of the magic. And artists yeah. put a lot of work into that. That that's why that's the fourth track. That's why that's the opening song, and and it makes sense. Like you know, I mean, if you pick up an fucking an Elmore Leonard book and you read the eighth and ninth chapters only, it ain't going to flow the same. You could take some other, you know, you could take um, maybe like Bukowski or some shit. It don't matter if you pick up the first or the last chapter. Uh, you mm-hmm. might enjoy it the same way, but some things you can't read out of context or out of order, I should say. Yeah. And uh, kind of to your point, like uh, speaking of eighth song or eighth, eighth, eighth chapter, like if, you, if you're checking out like, a, if you're checking out an album, Check out the seventh or eighth because that's the first song on the second side, and that's gonna yeah. be a, that's gonna be whamming. Like it's just like there's this little there's there's this little science behind make putting together an album that I wasn't privy to, but I studied and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You ever been in the Pontiac Silverdome? I used to work there, bro. Word, what you do up in there? <laughs> I worked for the Lions. Oh shit. The year after Barry retired, so that fucking sucked. I didn't get to see Sanders play. But uh, I worked uh, – I, I, I did catering for the press. So my job was, like, to, to bring them a bunch of hot dogs and make sure – and there was a brother in there. There was a black dude, bro. He would get there and take all the hot dogs. And uh, the guys – the other guys that would come a little later, they would get hot dogs. They'd be like, what the hell the hot dogs? I'd point them out. They're like, holler that old boy over there because he ate all your fucking hot dogs. You fucking hot dog hound. And uh, – I remember on Halloween one time I dressed up as white trash and they couldn't even tell that I was dressed up. I just thought I was fucking uh, somebody going to a game. <laughs> I was last time I was I was in Pontiac was probably like fucking four years ago, man. I was working for this band Slayer. And nice. <laughs> this band Slayer. I mean, I don't know, like. For Slayer, them, like a lot of people I knew were like, wait, but in them heavy metal band, I was like, yeah, man, but like a lot of people didn't know the magnitude of them and shit, you know, in my world. But uh, yeah, we stayed there 
And when really? I stopped while we were by the fucking the, the Silverdome, and we stayed, it was pouring rain. We were in some hotel in Pontiac. It was dumping. And then we went up to the DTE Energy Center, which is like an outside amphitheater right outside of Detroit. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, actually, that's where that's where my place is, right by that place. Oh, dude, I do. I work many shows at that fucking place. I, it's a beautiful place. I know. Yeah, boom. Yo, it's hot as shit there in the summer when it rains. And the bug game is crazy, dog. You ain't blue. like to your point. Me and my homeboy went to go see fucking Hall and Oates there last Ooh, last week. Go. I I had to fucking bail, bro. Like it was fucking a thousand degrees out. You're dying. I was like, Ugh. I was in the middle of my insomnia shit. I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, this is fucking, this is death. And I, and I love Hall and Oates, man. Like, yeah. you, you bail before they even started? No, I, we, we, we got to like um, Sarah Smile. We, we, we heard, we listened up until Sarah Smile. And then they started doing like some like uh, new cuts or some shit. And I was like, bro, like, I don't, I don't got to do it. Fucking sit around. It's, it's like, it's like, forest around there you know it traps the humidity in there i feel like man just be soaking wet like working in the rain out there then you're backstage or when you're on the tour bus and some dude's giving you a key bump of cocaine but it's humid and it's sticking to your face and you're working and sweating <laughs> 80 bug bites on your neck dude it's disgusting welcome to fucking michigan and, and pontiac is just like it was it was shitty back in the day but like this next level is just fucking vacant now man like i i drive through i actually was just driving through there um the other day and i saw where we used to go grocery shopping at and it's just fucking it's this giant strip mall that's just abandoned gutted yeah. fucking on the side of perry street it was crazy yeah i feel like dude i feel like every even every cool city in america is just becoming one big ass strip mall you know homogenized chain stores the mom and pop spots are leaving even in like fucking la new york dude there's targets in the middle of the cities and shit I know it's a bummer, dude. That shit breaks my little heart. I don't know why. It's because because it is becoming homogenized. We are becoming this one thing. It, you know, it fucking sucks. That's why it's like I love going to cities and seeing their fucking food. That only like Cincinnati has the spaghetti with chili. We got coney dogs. We got fucking coney dogs, corned beef, egg egg rolls, and shit like that. Everyone's got their own fucking thing, and I'm like, I'm we're it's just disappearing more and more like with the internet yeah that's true right and then because they want to have we can we can have everything in the city now that, that you can only get in fucking boston or florida before yo why what in detroit downtown there's those two coney dog places that are like next to each other they're ones like yeah. they're, what they're old as shit and like dirty as fuck in there but yeah the, i've walked in there blitzed high just grub like two of them at the one spot then went around to the other one and grub two there it's delicious yeah, yeah. I think it's Lafayette and all that shit. Um, I think they're brought they were brothers or related or some shit like that. And now they're beefing. I, I I should know I should know the history of Coney's better out here, but uh yeah, I think they were I think they were kin and like they started off together and then they split and it's, it's been ugly. It's it's weird that like in Michigan, a Coney dog is better than if he was in Coney Island, Brooklyn, where that shit's from. Like I'm, isn't that crazy? I'm I remember my homeboy came out here, came out here, he's from New York and he asked for like a hot dog with a sauerkraut on it and like it was like the record was like skirt like what the fuck like we, we eat our shit with chili bro no bean chili either like it's just straight meat chili yeah that i don't want the bean chili to keep it funky i want the, just the cheese and those onions and that beet chili on it. it's good yeah. it's just good especially if you're high that walk back to the hotel you got to make sure you you good on that walk though that shit can run right through you sometimes oh dude totally dog yeah <laughs> totally it's really crazy like seeing detroit become a shopping mall because i was so used to like 
going down there and it was just bombed out buildings and stuff yeah. like that forever. And then suddenly it's like the shopping mall. And I used to have an opinion about it, but like now it's just like yeah. the yeah. only thing you can count on is change, man. That's the only thing. You can't like, dude, I stopped crying about Boston like 10 years ago and I got friends and people still clinging on to a, a, a time that does not no longer exist and never will again. And gentrification is like a big steamroller that just don't stop. And you, you know what, man? I stopped calling it gentrification. I yeah. started calling it fucking uh, just them working, like just just production. You know, like people yeah. that are fucking that give a fuck, like they buy up shit and fucking develop it. You know, it's development. Yeah, it's shitty, but like you know, unstoppable, dude. No, yeah. I used to get mad about that shit, and I was like, don't. I was talking to my homeboy, and they. He said the really, I was like, don't you feel bad about like bumping motherfuckers out of their cribs? He's like, fuck them. They should get better jobs. <laughs> I was like, at least you're a savage about this shit. At least you can look at it and be savage about it. And that's kind of, I was like, respect. Like, I, I hear you, dog. Yeah. Yeah, man. And to be all the way real with you, too, like, I grew up in government housing and uh, all it did was one, it made my fucking mom not try as hard. Like, if you made too much money, then you would yeah, kicked out, taking away get, benefits. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to pay more in rent. So, like, she's like hustling to not try hard. And two, it would it sub it subsidized all her fucking bad decisions. Mm. The government helped pay for Coke for to for my stepdad to put up his nose so that and we weren't getting like we weren't being treated right. Like, we're in some fucking shitty ass house, didn't know if we we're gonna make it make it to school because he 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 snorted all the gas money you know what i mean like it's just like if that shit wasn't subsidized and she would have been out on her ass and she would have had to take a look at herself and fucking change the way she behaved we're not yeah can make you complacent it really did and it fucking yeah and it was just like it paid for her shit decisions shit. so i'm grateful for i'm grateful that i was able to like keep a roof over them. they were able to the government kept a roof over my head but like i paid them back tenfold and i don't necessarily know if that's the best way to do shit it's mm. a good point man so um, you, you yeah uh you did the wine with hummus. yeah are you gonna what are you gonna pair with finn if i do anything it's gonna be a brown liquor probably a whiskey with finn or some shit like that yeah okay look at you getting fancy well, the the same guys that do fucking that did the did the wine, they also do a whiskey as well. So it. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, and it was tough doing that wine, man. It was like really like getting people to. I got a fucking. It was a fancy ass wine, and it was just like. Did you ever try it yourself? Did you try it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried it. I, I I got. They just sent me some, and um, they just sent me some leftover stuff. But like, it was. That was like purely. I I didn't really make money on. It. I actually lo I actually lost money, and I I wasn't even supposed to make money on that shit. It was just about. I was trying to get my get my book to new people. Yeah, and it's it just, smart means smart means to do so. Yeah, but like uh, nobody nobody wrote about it. They didn't. They, my my people dropped the fucking ball. My bump my, my so I just end up like doing some wine and selling to, selling it to the fucking hood and selling it to like the working class fuckers and shit like that. Forty style. Yeah, which was cool, but like, yeah, they was buying, they got a hundred dollar bottle of wine for seventy five bucks. Congratulations! Oh, hey, shit, this is fancy wine, dude. Is it Michigan? Michigan grapes? No, 
<laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was California, and it was I went to their place. Shout out to uh, Orrin Swift. I went to Orrin Swift's tasting place, and I did like a blind tasting. I was like, I want that one. Oh, like Jesus Christ, that's our hundred fifty dollar bottle one. I was like, oh, you got that fancy palate, bro. I guess, bro. I was like, make it make it uh, interesting for wine drinkers and easy for people that don't drink wine. He was like, what? And he did it. Simplify so. that shit, man. Simplify that shit. I could dig it, man. Well, yeah. shit, bro. What uh, you got anything uh, you want to plug about the book, man? I don't want to. Um, yeah, Hyena Hummingbird, and the last the last one is Finn. You can read it in any order. Finn's only available on Amazon. I'm just like, if you're for, if you're for, if, if you're against censorship, like this is, this is for you. Uh, this is for you. Like this is, I'm just being honest. If you want to hear some real shit, some raw shit, there it is. Um, if you don't, Harry Potter's like, you can still get that shit anywhere. Isn't they, I thought they canceled Harry Potter. Isn't that shit not cool now too? Yeah, they try to cancel. They they try to cancel OG because he was like, women have vaginas, which is like, like, oh no shit, like. But now we live in an age where we can't even say women have fucking vaginas. They're gonna cancel a fucking billionaire off of that shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Shit, dude. What shit, man? Yo, if you're gonna go get Finn, stay up all night, get some insomnia, yeah. so you could like soak up the book in the right manner. Go grab Finn by Jew, man. Appreciate it, 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 